Hello, hello, lovelies. So we're going to be covering Noah's story today, chapter seven and eight, and uh, it'll be very interesting. And then we, Mark and I were talking that we could do uh, one more uh, podcast for Thursday or Friday or whenever we I upload it, but two podcasts per week. So this will continue with the series. And then we're thinking about talking about end time stuff because so much stuff is happening in real time. And as you know, the Bible it takes a long time before we actually even get to Revelation. So we're going to jump around in the second podcast. So we're just going to get started today and I'll finish up Noah's story. Uh, all the stuff that's happening in Noah's day where God was, he had to take judgment on all living creatures except for Noah and his, and his family. So you can see parallels to what's going on now. I mean, it's sort of judgment going on now too with, or it's Satan's plan to exterminate all mankind, just like God or did do in the great flood. So we'll just get started. Hi, Mark. Hey, how's it going? Good. So I'm going to start. The... See my cat in the back? Yeah. What's Which one yeah, is that? That's cat? Peanut. Peanut? I got two cats in the room right now. There's pe That's Peanut in the back. So he almost died once, but uh, we thought he was going to die about a year ago. But he, my wife prayed really. Like, I, I was sure he was going to die. Wow. And my wife was praying. I was saying, don't even bother praying. It's like, you know, but then he returned. He didn't die. Well, Pretty prayers amazing. work. And yeah. So <laughs> my wife has a lot of faith, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I was certain he was going to die. But God turned but, around. Well, that's yeah, what the greatest power of prayer is. And that's why I love to be able to have a whole Christian community, you know, and just pray for each other because mm. we all need it. And thanks to your your prayer on my behalf, I think almost let's just not jump there, but I think it might. Well, happen. I don't. Yeah, don't don't give me any credit for that. You never know those things. Oh. But it's weird, you know. I've had so many strange experiences with prayer that, like, you know, I, I think like in my rational mind, I just don't even understand how it works, or I don't even really believe it's going to make a difference. But then, amazing things happen. Like one of my cats was missing for a year. And then I prayed, like, like I was certain he was dead, a different cat. I, he was gone for a whole year, and I thought he was dead. And I prayed to God, hey, you know, I'd like to see that cat again. You know, <laughs> just If it's at all possible, he's probably dead. I'm I'm sure he's dead. But if there's any part, chance, I'd just like to see him. Three days later, the cat comes walking back home. There you go. So and he showed up. Just out of nowhere, the cat ar arrived that I thought was dead three days after I prayed. And I was just like, this is so weird. <laughs> yeah, I think you know? You know, when the prayer works, it's pretty amazing. You know, like yeah. of, I pray a lot of things for a lot of time, but they don't always get answered. But some of this, like I, <laughs> I do, you know, think there's a lot of spiritual stuff that goes on. And sometimes people get blocked spiritually or something else yeah. holding them that... And only prayer can break it. And I actually thought all this stuff that was happening since 2020, uh, the book of Joel, it talks about bringing the entire community together to pray. And they had to do certain things. Mm. And then God would unloose or uh, get rid of all yeah. that stuff. So yeah, I would like cry to out to God. Part. It sounds like here, like Noah was the only guy really praying yeah. at this time. And in the Genesis 6, you know, everyone was wicked. God regretted creating people and uh, he's about to destroy everybody except for noah right so one person was uh spared um well and his family as well but um yeah in fact um, 
I have. Can we should should we start with a little New Testament verse, quick, a real yeah. short one? I, I can just read it. You don't have to go to it. It's Hebrews eleven seven. It says by faith, Hebrews eleven seven. If you want to go to it, by faith Noah. So this is a good little intro to the flood story. A little New Testament commentary on the Old Testament, right? By faith Noah being divinely warned about things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark to save his family, by which he condemned the world. He condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Oh, that's a very interesting yeah. passage. Well, he says so by faith, godly by faith. fear. So it seems like uh, the very first thing is to have fear of God, right? Even it says the wisdom... Uh, it, is it the wisdom or the fear of God or something like that, which I forgot the worst, but uh, so that's yeah. kind of what is showing that nobody else in that time frame must not have had any fear of God. They were just doing what they wanted and Noah. Oh yeah. They were, they were, they were, yeah, they were uh, doing all kinds of crazy stuff, all kinds of occult magic. Same. They were doing the stuff that's going on now. Transhumanism, gender bending, child sacrifice they're doing anything they were you know they were trying to become gods themselves and and this is what the secret societies think of as the good old days that they'd like to return that was like a satanic kingdom you know yeah and there was no justice it was just tyranny and the uh I, I can't even imagine what it would would have been like back then where god had to do this you know like well, it's, it's the same thing that's happening yeah now. but we're not getting that great because that was a promise that he wouldn't flood the earth again but we're not getting that immediate judgment um well we will though we we will we're told that yeah this is this is a typology of the uh final end times day of the lord you know the end times judgment yeah um which we're also which we can I'll, i have some other new testament passages that talk about that uh we'll get to later yeah, so start? let's start with chapter seven. 7. I'll read it this time if you want. All right, and, great. Okay. Uh, the Lord said to Noah, you and the entire household go into the ark, for you alone I have seen to be righteous before me among this generation. Take with you seven, each of every clean animal, the male and its female, and two of each, every unclean animal, the male and its female. And seven of eat of birds of the air, the male and female, to keep the offspring alive on the face of all earth. And in seven days, I will cause it to rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. And every living thing that I have made, I will destroy from the face of the earth. Wow. You know, the big questions that come up with the story is obviously... How big is this ark that's going to hold all these animals? Because the diversity of animal life is huge, right? There's no possible way, uh, if you count every species of the little critters on the ground, uh, the birds and the ocean life and the big mammals, animals, how could they have all fit into this ark? And then God is making a point that two of every unclean and then seven of every clean. Um, so what do you think about that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, two, yeah, seven each, seven pairs, right? Yeah. Of uh, clean animals. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have a, yeah, well, it was how many stories was this arc? It was a few stories tall, right? 
Yeah. And this was the pre-flood, the animals that existed before the flood, maybe, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, maybe, you know, like for example, a cat, since I have these animals in my room right now, <laughs> was it, was it just one type of cat or, you know, like a, now there's different types of cats, right? Lions, tigers, and all that stuff. Well, was it just these, one prototype cat, you know? Yeah, I think the cats and the dogs, like the domesticated animals, those were bred into all these different species, especially dogs. Um, but I mean, if you think about it, like how many? If you if you think of the main types of animals, um, maybe there's, there's not that as many as we think. There's different. I'm not really a biologist, but there's what the, they call it, like a species and a genus and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, there's like one, like a, like a, a monkey, you know, there's different types of monkeys, different types of birds. Like so, they didn't bring every type of bird possible. So here's uh, my theory I, on that. I don't that. know. Yeah. Like what you said, there's probably a smaller classes of genus in the kingdom. But I think after like the diversity happened, there's a little bit of evolution going on, not in the, how they explain evolution, but the fact that there's diversity, like as soon as the life started to flourish, they adapted yeah. the environment and then they created these different types of. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think evolution is even, I think there's a technical term for that. Um, I forget the, uh, what it is, but it's not really evolution or yeah, it's, it, it's like they adapt there's a there's a uh, different types of uh, dogs, for example, or uh, you know different yeah. types of cats. They they kind of change a little bit, Which but is it's not perfect. evolution. But a cat a cat doesn't turn into a monkey. You know what I mean? That's like no, evolution says like, like monkeys turn into humans and this and oh. that. Yeah. So it's it's the the different types do not. In fact, the Bible. What does the Bible say? There's there's seed according to its kind. Yep. Right. So there's a bit of diversity that possibly developed after the flood. Um, I think it was just a more simplified, you know, categories of different animals, you know, and the thing is too, at that time, did they have all the animals in that region, but I guess God brought them there. Yeah. You know, for me personally, these are things I don't really, they're not that important to me necessarily, um, in terms of exactly how it all worked out, you know, like how exactly how big was the ark and where is the ark today? Like, for me, I used to be interested in these things, but um, yeah. well, you're right. I don't get not really so detailed. Like, if it's not in the Bible, I don't really worry about it. But the whole Christian yeah. community and the diversion that it's created—well, that's that's the world is always looking for the scientific, uh, the proof. Like, we we live in an age now where everything has to be. We we are like the judge, and we decide what's true or what's not true based on the evidence. Um. You know, we you know some people say they know where the ark is, and it it shouldn't be that hard to confirm that. But it's a, for some reason it is. I don't know. Um, there was some guy you know who claimed to find out. But it's like these are the things. Like we don't we don't always need the proof. We have faith. Yeah, you know, the, the, the world to... needs proof because they don't believe, right? Yeah, it's only for the unbelievers because yeah, and, and they still won't believe. They still won't believe. Yeah. You could find the ark. And in the bones of Noah, you could find all kinds of stuff. And they still, I mean, they killed Jesus. Jesus was standing right in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> they killed him. I know. He was right there. He was like, I'm, you know, I'm God in the amazing, flesh, basically. Right? And they killed him. They killed the prophets. Noah was ostracized. Noah was, uh, Noah 
was an outcast, you know, and he. Well, they all you know, suffered. So, Even the uh, apostles, yeah. most of them died in. Yeah, they the all got. They, I mean, yeah, they, they, they. It doesn't matter. All the proof in the world still will not change their uh, their hearts because they want to do what they want to do. But yeah. you know what's interesting to me though, what I what I was thinking about the clean and unclean. Yeah. Why? Why do they have clean and un? Although unclean might not be the best translation, it actually it's a different, it's a slightly different word than what's used in Exodus. Well, in it's, the book uh, of it's it's a not clean. In the book but, of Deuteronomy and Leviticus, they talk about the clean and unclean animals. And yeah, the reason but why why unclean yeah. because there's but why here why and why Noah's living? You know, this is a long time before. Moses, the the Mosaic covenant. So why why does Noah why is Noah told about the clean and unclean animals? Why didn't that begin with uh, with Moses? Like uh, you know, it looks like it did. It started here. So, <laughs> but so did, did they eat? They they didn't eat animals yet, did they? Yeah, they did. I think they did because once the <laughs> well, once Adam and Eve sinned, uh, they were allowed to eat all kinds of foods including meat. well it doesn't say it says because the thing is we're going to see where it says they can now eat animals pretty and soon i think uh, after the flood in genesis first two chapters where there there's were... a sacrifice well they get the they get the skin so maybe that yeah what happened to the animal they killed to get the skin maybe uh maybe they ate it a lot of these sacrifices they ate the animals but possibly what it meant is because uh, they were they were doing sacrifices already so it could be clean and unclean regarding sacrifice. Like certain animals were clean and uh, used for sacrifice, and certain well, animals other... were not used for sacrifice. That could be what it is. Because here's the thing is, getting back to Noah is kind of a type of Adam, and this is a recreation of the world. This is the, the undoing of Genesis 1. This is the waters of, of the abyss. That word comes up very soon. The uh, the the creation is being destroyed again with the waters, you know, the 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 deep, the abyss, and uh, the chaos that comes with it. And then, uh, so 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 Noah is a new type of Adam. Yeah, Noah is like that. Like a like Noah is going to try to do what Adam failed to do, but he fails also. Um, but Fail. he's he's kind of like a priest. He's kind of like a priest, and he needs these. Uh, animals to do the sacrifices and, and the ark is kind of like a temple a tabernacle yeah, later on it's a salvation does build a uh altar to do after uh, the temple. yeah after the flood but even the even the the ark itself is almost like a garden of eden yeah it's a protection place where god created for and he's adam yeah He's but you know Adam. the other thing about the unclean and versus clean, like in reality, if you like know a little mm. bit about what different functions these animals do, so a lot of them are like cleaners of the earth in a way. They're not meant for food. Like you know, the pig is uh, later on he calls it as unclean animal. Well, they they're like scavenger eat everything. And like shrimp, yeah. you know, that's like bottom feeders of the ocean. They clean up. So they're like, and um, what's those big birds that eat the dead stuff? Um, vultures, that kind of stuff. 
So they're meant for like specific jobs, clean. like clean up yep. the earth in some way. So I can see why yeah. you would call them as unclean. Versus but it's a little different here because uh, the thing is in the Mosaic Covenant, I, th I think, and the New Testament says this, the main purpose of the food laws was social so that the Israelites did not eat with the uh, Canaanites. Because well, when you eat with other people, you're socializing with them. And then next thing you know, you're uh, sacrificing children <laughs> and cross-dressing. You know, you're worshiping the other gods. It, it was a social thing. No, the, the food laws were all social. I No, I think the, no, it, it that's, was that's, just to protect them from eating the wrong thing. No, I don't, I don't believe it had anything to do with health at all. Really? By it's not in the Ten Commandments. It's it's so no, it's social. We I, we can well, talk about that later, but yeah, that was the dream of uh, Peter. That's in the New Testament and the in the Gospel of Mark. The uh, food laws were social in nature to well, keep them away verse... from the other people. Because when you eat different food, it means you don't socialize with the other people. Because they were they were wicked people practicing abominations, and they were you know they didn't there was to protect them from whoring after the other gods, which they ended up doing anyway. So well, the um, wicked people could have been eating bugs like they want us to eat now. So that is definitely we're not meant to eat those. I don't I don't think it has anything to do with health at all. Well, um, I because you know I used to follow this know. Torah stuff, you know the the Torah movement and all that, and uh, then I realized we're in the new covenant after I got baptized. Yeah, the new so we're talk about didn't come in until much, much later. So the back yeah, and there's no food laws in the new covenant because yeah. the there's no social. We don't need those social barriers anymore because because the because the everyone in the world is invited into the covenant. Well, we can know. talk about that when we get to those books. Um, when I think scripture has to say whether it's social or health wise, it says that it does say that. Yeah, yeah. I was okay, just looking so, at that this week. Back to Noah. Noah was 600 years old when the floodwaters came upon the earth. And Noah went with his sons and his wife and his son's wives into the ark because of the floodwaters. Everything that creeps on the land from clean and unclean animal and birds came in two by two, male and female, to Noah into the ark. And God had commanded Noah as God had commanded Noah. And after seven days, the water of the flood were on the earth. So he's also making a point over and over, male and female, never. Yeah, 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 because that's how, you know, things reproduce. And uh, yeah, they're not androgynous. <laughs> well, God knew what the fight was going to be for us in the future, where he had to put this in there a bunch of times to say. Yeah, I think that's, I think the, the androgynous uh, people might even be the image of the beast. Yeah. Yeah, well, they make Revelation. it like the image, of, you know, that Baphomet thing. That's a yeah, big... Baphomet's the image of the beast. Yeah. You know, because we are, you know, what are we? So this is what I've been studying just the last couple of weeks. Um, we are created in the image of God, but we we are the image of God. Yeah. We're not God. We're not, we're not parts of God or anything like that, but we are the, we are here to, to bear witness, and we're we're here to represent God on Earth, and we've all failed basically. But <laughs> yeah, but, but all, so only Jesus did that, right? Jesus did that, right? But yeah. but that was our job originally. That was Adam's job and Noah's job to be righteous, to represent God on Earth, to be like a, a king representing God. Because in the ancient Near East, the kings were like the sons of God or the representatives of their God. 
and it's the same with Yahweh. We are created as God's image, as like a almost like a talking statue. The Greek word is icon, yeah. which is used for statue and, and idol and all that stuff. So we are the representatives of, of God. We're like a you so know, that's kind of our job. And, and to take care of the earth and to take care yeah. of the animals. And what's Noah doing? He's taking care of the animals right here. And that's what I'm doing here. I got these two animals yeah. in here. I'm taking care of them right now. This is my ark right here. My little room. <laughs> uh, you know, aren't you glad, though, God told us that we're made in his image? Because what's getting twisted and if they're making people and talking about aliens, they are not <laughs> in the image of God, right? They cannot. When, and all the aliens are scary looking. And even well, they're, they're going to give us an alien narrative that's different. I think, I think you could say uh, angels and demons are aliens. You know what I mean? Technically, they're yeah, foreigners but, from this realm, but uh, the alien story they're going to give us is different than the reality. The reality is that there are non-human life forms that are intelligent. They're, we're told about these things in the Bible. Um, you know, well, angels, they, fallen angels. They, yeah. what, what is Satan? Satan's not human. Satan's an alien. But I think even angels, the sons of God are made in the image of god too because they in the very yeah yeah but they're aliens to earth but they are created by god yeah yeah but there's fallen angels the rebellious angels created by god but they rebelled against them just like human beings rebel against god right yeah but what i so, think but they're, they're kind of still like aliens our image and our you know entire structure as humans if it's corrupted and changed genetically even it's no longer going to look like God or even be like God, you know, at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we lose our connection to God, our sense of, uh, we lose our uh, conscience, our uh, our ethics. Yeah, and, so I think that's what's happening. So, in, Yeah, they're creating, the, yeah, Satan wants his own, you know, his own creation. Of people, yeah. He wants his own world. <laughs> well, he can have it, just get me off. <laughs> Well, it'll be destroyed. See, that's but I think that's what happened in Genesis six. Yeah, it was a satanic kingdom, basically, to to keep it real simple. And um, you know, it was a satanic kingdom, and and the people were really into it. You know, yeah, that's uh, a good point. So I think maybe Satan thought that he achieved his dream before the flood came. Yeah, he probably did. Yeah, yeah. but it did kind of. You know, it it probably uh, didn't go as planned necessarily. There's probably so much evil and corruption that it things got out of control you know but uh and i think everything that happened in this story is repeated again now that's what we're told yeah okay so let me first 11 in the 600th year of noah's life in the second month on the 17th day of the month the same day all the fountains of the great deep burst the abyss And the floodgates of the heavens were opened, and the rain fell on upon the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. So this is like cosmic, super-duper event. Water from below the earth and from the heavens just... Just like Genesis 1, right? The the waters above and below. And the you know creation was separating the waters. And then in the uh, the Exodus, right, they they, uh, crossed the... uh, the Red Sea, and you have the there. There's always this uh, separating of the waters, and they cross over in the Jordan, and the entire world is kind of like that. God separated the waters for us to exist here in our little terrarium, 
you know, mm. and then the um, the abyss. The word great deep in Greek is abyss, uh, avisu. And, and, and so it's like the abyss. Again, once again, the abyss is concealed from us in the English Bibles, but it's all over the place. It's all over the Bible. And in the end times, it says the beast will come out of the abyss. So let me ask you a question. I'm um, going to write a book on this abyss, by the way, because no one's done it. I can't wait. Yes, go ahead. In the earth, you know how they say that the core of the earth is like hot volcano-ish? You know, like, so Maybe, yeah. does this sound like there's water or fire in the earth? Like well, we don't really know what's what's in the earth. Uh, does the ocean floor really have a floor? What oh, is this great deep? Well, it's bot- It means bottomless. The abyss means no bottom. Yeah. I think there's parts of the ocean floor that there is no, literally no bottom. Well, and, there's no um, bottom, then, you know, what is it, the gazillion light years to get? It's the abyss. Thing? We're told right here, it's bottomless. It's the great, yeah. and I think it's the abyss might even be where they got the idea for space. It's the void, a vacuum, and it's, um, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's this place of, uh, and that maybe that's where Satan even comes from. Um, the abyss, and that's possibly where they go sometimes. When they say when they say they go to space, they may they may be going into the abyss. And what's below us is Sheol, otherwise known as Hades. Yeah, it's not hell. There's no one in hell yet. Hell is the future place of judgment, um, which is uh, Gehenna. And um, so yeah, this it's Sheol, Sheol or Hades is below us. But yeah, you know, volcanoes, all this stuff, uh, we really have to rethink geology, the whole thing, because we've been lied to. But I've seen volcanoes, you know, they're real. There's, uh, yeah, all those are real, but this I've seen, sounds I've like, seen them. Yeah. It sounds like there's more water that underneath all that. Well, the water is like water is everywhere, right? There's always yeah. water, and, and water comes up, uh, lakes and rivers. It comes, where does the Mississippi River begin? It begins up in northern Minnesota. And but where does that water come from? You know, it doesn't rain that much there. <laughs> you know, so the whole thing, like there's water, like uh underground water. Yeah, there's this whole the whole geology and science is it's they've lied, they they're keeping the truth from us, you know. Well, that's why we gotta know what it actually means when they say it when God says, you know, waters from below and waters from above. Yeah, waters for, I mean, it, they could be thinking about rain, to be honest. Um, it, it is difficult to imagine waters above us because you think, well, why doesn't it all fall down? There's some kind of, it could be a lighter weight, like a steam rises above the air and stays up there, no problem. The Clouds. Mountains, all the mountains were covered. Uh, I think it's but this, that. yeah, yeah. So this was the floodgate. This was water. It was not just rain, I don't think. It was oh. also the... Waters from below, yeah, waters from below and above, going back to, it was almost like, um, didn't go back all the way, but it's really an undoing of Genesis 1. It's it's like, it's it's a great reset is what this is. This is a great reset. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we, no, this is the real great the reset floor. right here. Yeah, and there are very good videos out there that kind of shows the evidence of like how the Grand Canyon and all the layers. Oh yeah, yeah. They got seashells on top of mountains and stuff. And every every culture has a flood story, you know. And um, I don't believe it's just talking about regional floods. This was a great cataclysmic event that everyone in the world uh, has a story about because it actually happened. And they all have their different <clears throat> different theology involved, different uh, point of view. But, you know, just like creation and the flood, the, everyone has a flood story. 
and a story about giants and a story about fallen angels mating with human. Every culture in the world has these stories. Um, even where I live now, they have legends and stories about giants and stuff and uh, and a flood. So, like, these things actually happened, and then people talk about it over the years, and uh, and this is the biblical account. Like, this is the... Uh, like this is the real story. This is what really happened, and what it really means. You know, you know, what's interesting with the Book of Genesis, like all the judgments are immediate. You know what happened to Adam and Eve and their judgment, and then this, the Great Flood, and then towards the end of the book, uh, or our time, the judgments are not immediate. We're still waiting for the final event. We are waiting. Yeah, we're waiting for the uh, a flood type of event. Yeah. Although, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> verse 13, on the very same day, Noah and the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife and three wives of his sons with them enter the ark. They and every wild animal according to its kind and all the livestock according to their kind and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth according to its kind and every bird according to its kind and every bird of every sort went into the Noah, in, Noah into the ark and two by two all flesh in which was the breath of life. So they went in male and female of all flesh just as God had commanded him and then Lord shut him in. Yeah. Yep. And you just notice how obedient Noah is. You know, he, he none of this was his idea. Oh, another point I wanted to make was that Noah's kind of like a prepper. Yeah. <laughs> but it but he's but it wasn't his idea. It was God right. is telling them how to prepare, you know. Yeah, God is he, telling them what to do, right? Exactly what to do, how to survive this. God is telling them. He's he's not going out prepping on his own and buying guns and ammo and stuff. He's <laughs> listening, he's waiting for God's instructions yeah. on how to prepare for this. I always thought the same thing, Tim. Like, that's such a waste of time if you don't know. Like, if God is not preparing you for a certain way. And, like, even if they had all the food and ammo, like, what's coming, it's going to affect everything. And every, you got to rely on yeah. that. I think you always need God's help. You know, in, in the Old yeah. Testament, they had all those wars and stuff. Whenever they tried to fight a war without obeying God, they lost. And yeah. if they fought a war that God told them to fight, then they won. Because God is really doing all the fighting, really. Yeah. God, and imagine God. if no one has, or the people that don't want to do the mark, they don't have access anymore to buy and sell or even buy food or even live in their homes. It's going to be taken away from them. So, like, at that point, we're all kicked out into the wilderness just like the story in we, we have to spiritually prepare we yeah, yeah. The, the real prepping is like jesus is the answer really yeah because even if you're killed you have uh eternal life yeah you know? and it might take a while not really killed though i mean so like we still have to rely yeah. on God. the moment yeah yeah happens yeah. you know so in a way it it actually um is a chance it's an opportunity for uh for us to grow in faith and to rely on god more Yep. And then think hoping. of this tribulation as an opportunity. And I've even experienced this in my life the last uh, two years yeah. or so. Yeah. Well, this whole thing turned upside down. You know, the world is now in a different, it's totally different, everything about it and how we have to live. And just think about Noah, too. I mean, Noah was living through this most uh, wicked time up to that time. You know, the, Noah and his family, they were alive with all these evil people. 
Yeah, and he had to yeah. resist in that culture. You know, like not and, uh, imagine his onslaught every day with the wicked. Yeah. Uh, it was an interesting verse uh, about that that I totally forgot now, but it was in the earlier books. Shoot. Okay, forget that. I forgot it. Um, so I'm going to read. The flood was on the earth 40 days, and the water increased and lifted up the ark so that it rose up above the earth. The water prevailed and increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the water. The water prevailed exceedingly on the earth, and all the high mountains that were under the whole heaven were covered. So it had to be a lot of water to be able to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think this is just, just rain. It's not just rain. It's the uh -huh. waters below rising up. Yeah. The waters prevailed upward and and the mountains were covered 15 cubits deep, which I don't know. How, it's If you multiply 15 yeah. by 20, let's say, what is that? Um, uh, 300. So it's about 300 feet above where the mountain top Above was. the top of the mountains, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, completely. All the land was completely covered. Um, all flesh that moved on the earth died, the birds and the livestock and the beasts and every creeping thing that crept on the earth, every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life, all that was on the dry land died. So he blotted out every living thing which was on the face of the ground, both man and animals and the creeping things and the birds of the heavens. They were blotted out from the earth, and the only Noah and those who were with him in the ark remained alive. You know what's interesting is it doesn't talk about the uh, animals in the water, fish, etc. So what happened to them? It doesn't. I don't think it really mentions them at all, does it? Um, it talks about the animals in the land, and it talks about the birds. Doesn't really say what happened to the animal because would the animals in the water die because of a flood? Well, I wondered about Wouldn't that. Well, you know, there's fossils of all kinds of animal life that got preserved. You know, because the water came so fast and so sudden, it preserved whatever the animals and man and whatever they were doing. They were preserved. <clears throat> so, and then we they found sea life on top of the mountains yeah yeah there's shells and all kinds of yeah you, you see that all over the place yeah there's uh and then, of course they can explain that away somehow but um because in there you know because in the world's view the earth is 15 billion year, years old <laughs> yeah you know and the continents were different and everything you know they have their own creation story but look their own mythology it says, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life, all that was on dry land died. On dry land, which is yes, the earth. What about the sea? Have. What about the sea? Yeah, so I think maybe he left sea life alone in a way. I maybe mean, the fish. I mean, we're not really told, so uh, sometimes the Bible just doesn't tell us all the, the little details. Not the that it matters. Does it really matter? I don't know. Unless, unless you know, I did think for a while, maybe, maybe somehow the Nephilim bloodline survived underwater. Well, they would have to not it's have nostrils of breath in their life. Does the, doesn't the Nephilims have breath of life in them? I guess so, yeah. So they would have to have died. Unless they, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think, guess so, yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, it's yeah. just a, it's just a, it probably doesn't mean anything. 
Well, it matters because you thought of it. So I think the <laughs> Bible has to explain it one way or the other. Like, is there well, things or are there not? Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it doesn't matter. You know. Well, it kind of matters because why not put really. it in here? Like, I think God is well, like, it's not there. Down, and he's he knows from beginning to the end. So I think he thought about everything that we think about and actually put in certain clauses or verses to just to say, look. This is what's going to happen. This is the truth. Don't buy into what they're telling you. So I think every living thing, as God said, whose nostril was a breath alive, they all died. I think you made a very good point that it doesn't mention sea life. So what the heck happened to them? So I, I don't know. I mean, it's an un, it's an unanswered question, really, which there's plenty of those, I think, in the Bible. Yeah. Um, so we'll leave that but, hanging uh, out there for now. <laughs> Okay, so the waters prevailed on the earth for 150 days. So that's the end of this chapter. What's that? That's about five months, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. So yeah. So, uh, but, you know, I really get the sense like this is like a Garden of Eden. You know, it's just like there's all these animals and these human family on a on an ark. And um, it's like back to square one again. It's like a recreation. Yeah, so I watched the movie Noah, so if anybody watched ah. that is nothing to do with what's going on here, every bit of it. So in the movie, they looked like they sedated all the animals, because, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. A little so, pharmacia. Yeah, and she was making these concoctions, you know, just like how the uh. Uh, Enoch talks about teaching them sorcery stuff. Yeah. Uh, but so how do you think in the ark with all those critters, uh, would, they probably would have behaved God because they'd be, they God is in followed God to come to the end of the ark. So I'm sure they were Exactly. All. God created them. Yeah. And God can do miracles, right? So, yeah, God was orchestrating the whole thing. All Noah had to do was obey God and do what God told him to do. Yeah. Noah, it, this whole ark thing, it wasn't his idea. He didn't know how to make it, right? Yeah. Um, and who, as far as I know, I mean, he was not a shipbuilder. I mean, you think as far he did we, all by himself or he had help in some Well, way? he had his family, he had his three sons. Um, he probably had some help. I mean, I don't know. So, uh, in, in, the, in the stupid movie Noah, don't watch it for biblical stuff. They, it, they said it was the watchers that helped Noah build. Because uh, they're always the good guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> According to Hollywood, they're the good guys. They're going to save us. They're like the aliens that are going to save us, right? Yeah, um, which is happening yeah. any day now, I'm sure. They're oh, right man, they're, they're getting pretty pretty serious about I was watching it yesterday, in fact. They're doing these government hearings and stuff. And, yeah. you know, they had some pretty legitimate. Uh, one guy seemed actually pretty legitimate, although, uh, you know, these military guys and stuff like that. And uh, well, this, is seri this is like a whole new level of ufo propaganda you know yeah, it's so always it, been around it's always yeah. been here but this is like the next level stuff where the government's taking it very seriously you know what i mean not only seriously they're changing laws so the who wants like total <laughs> control over what happens events in space why would they need to do that so that was a whole thing that's coming out now where there might be concerns that the alien life will bring about some virus thing. Well, yeah, it's like it was like uh, the Europeans went to North America, and that's the official narrative is that you know then the people that were there died yeah. off because of disease, right? So 
it'll be it could, that could be another narrative they spin and so we all need to take the the vitamins yeah. <laughs> to protect ourselves against the uh the alien uh contamination yeah the, so they're breaking up a legal authority to do whatever they want in the future. it's all false signs and wonders by the way I, I think all these narratives are the false signs and wonders they talk about in the apocalyptic passages like uh but if people didn't know the story if they didn't know the story i could see how they would fall for whatever happens to they'll them they'll fall for everything because they, these this is judgment on the unbelievers to to be deceived is judgment yeah they don't know the truth they don't like the truth so they're given lies and they will suffer the consequences of those lies just like these people in genesis 6 and 7 now in 8 now the people who died in the flood did, don't like the truth <laughs> yeah they don't like the truth so they were you know they not they could have jumped on the ark probably if they said hey if if they repented they did not repent yeah so they were still very much rebellious and wicked people must have very, seen this ark was wicked. This boat was huge. People must have seen it, right? They must have seen this guy oh. working and building this thing. They, I mean, this would this would have been a major event. Everyone must have come around and, and said, uh, you know, we're not told all this in the Bible necessarily, but you know, but people must sense. have seen him building. Like, what are you doing, you crazy guy? You're <laughs> making this huge boat and putting all these animals on there. What are you doing? You're in total nut job. <laughs> yeah, they probably didn't believe anything that he knew anything about God or God told him to do that. So I'm sure it's, they probably thought, yeah. It's not like they. It's not like he did this as a secret. I mean, it was so yeah. huge. People must have seen it, and not back then. It's like there's nothing else to talk about. So people would have been talking about that. So you know what's amazing yeah. about that though? So if they already had the heads up, they saw them building this thing. And even like when it started to rain and start to flood, even then, none of them repented. Not one person thought maybe he was right. Hey, God saved me too. Because they're a judge. That's it's their judgment. It's their it's their uh, you know, they're being judged. They they have no love of the truth, like it says in two Thessalonians two. And actually, that lack of repentance is brought up again, what happens in Revelation, where God did say that they don't repent, they love, you know, all their wickedness and darkness. Oh, yeah. All Nothing's right. changed. Yeah. All <laughs> right. So the flood receives in chapter 8, God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. So God made a wind to pass over the earth and water receded. Ah, ah, sorry to, can I stop there? Yeah. Now this wind, this word wind is ruach, which is also, I think it's more like spirit, to be honest. It, it could be either wind or spirit, but it's kind of a, you know, it's like a spiritual wind, I guess. Uh, I mean, that is, that's, that's Genesis 1, verse uh, 2 again. That's the... The you know the in fact let me let me just go to real I'll I'll just read it. Uh, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. There it is, right then, right. The spirit of God, or some your translation probably says wind. Does it say wind or spirit? Genesis one verse two. Uh, oh, you don't have to go there. So it does, uh, doesn't matter. It's ruach anyway. It's the same. It's the same Hebrew word. Genesis one. It's the same thing. We did. It's the same thing that happened again. See, it's a recreation again. Not not exactly the same, but it's pretty similar. That second half. Oh, there's spirit of God. Yeah. So yeah. here it's the spirit of God over the surface of the waters, which is the abyss. By the way, the face of the deep. There's the abyss again, right? 
And now yeah. we got what Genesis 8 says, uh, and God made a spirit blow over the earth and the water subsided. I don't think it's just spirit. I think it's actually the first time mentioned that he created wind. Like we already created an actual wind. Stuff. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's the same word in Hebrew, though. It's, it's rule. You know, I was actually yeah. wondering about this before I even read this, that wind. I don't know why, but that was actually my thought today, earlier today. Wind, like, did he actually create that? Uh, as a force, you know, because all things, or is it like some, you know? Well, I think wind happens because the temperature changes and all that, uh, air pressure. Um, yeah, yeah he created the possibility. This but, right here sounds like it's it's actually the wind coming from God, but I think it's a spiritual wind. I mean, it's the same word in Hebrew. It's ruach that sometimes is translated wind, sometimes spirit. <laughs> but I think, I think they're kind of related. Thing. They're both. It's both. Yeah, it could be both. But I do think it's a physical wind that had to push the water back. And what's that? You know, I was going to pull this. I was going to prepare this in advance. I forgot. There's the the uh, when Jesus walked on the water. We don't have to look yeah. at the verse, but we all know that story, right? It's a similar yeah. thing, right? Jesus walked on the water. He do, doing things only God can do. <laughs> yeah. Demonstrating that he's God in the flesh. You know, and and this is a, that's a direct relate. Uh, you know, that's a that's this is a typology of that. This is Jesus overcoming the waters. You know, taming the waters, and the waters subsided. Jesus did well, the same exact also, thing. Yeah, here it's God um, using yeah. His power and authority over the water. Yeah, and this is similar to creation. This is like yeah. a new. It's kind of like a great reset. A, a new. Uh, and here's our good friend, the abyss, again, in chap in verse 2, the fountains of the abyss. The, <laughs> the abyss, is it's a, this is a whole, nobody knows about the abyss, because they don't translate the word. That's what the Greek says, abyss. So Such an important Fountains word. of the deep abyss and the floodgates the of heaven were closed, and the rain from the heavens was restrained. So it did rain. By, by Noah? Did Noah do this? No. No. God did this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are we going to do this? No. This God's is a monumental this. event, though. I don't think of all the natural disaster movies that anybody's ever watched and experienced in real life, even the tsunami that happened in Thailand and other places, nothing compares to any of that. I, I was in a magnitude 9 earthquake. Wow. I thought I was going to die. Oh, no. But uh, you apparently I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I was going to die. It was like a fact. And somehow I didn't die. There was no way to survive that. Well, but God yet, protected uh, you. That's your testimony. And, uh, and yeah. Japanese uh, Japanese architecture. Yeah. Well, you know <laughs> they that. Prepared. They had their ark. That was the ark. That building I was in was like an ark. Yeah. Japanese, Japan, <laughs> they always try to protect their little island, you know. But even mm. the flood from the Fukushima disaster overpowered. Yeah. So, like, imagine. Ah, that's a good point. Yeah, the flood. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, imagine the force. I don't know if you've ever seen those videos of Fukushima flood going into. Yes. So, that is, like, super powerful. Even the uh, Vietnam or Thailand tsunami, I forgot which one. That was a small one. In Thailand, yeah, uh, but the the force of water is so strong 
Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. That a gazillion times over. You move a house, like you yeah. see houses just getting swept away. My, in fact, my wife's sister was living uh, in the town just north of Fukushima, and her her business was destroyed in the uh, in the Aww. in that that tsunami. Wow. Um, yeah, that yeah. was horrible. I think they still can't. It's still leaking that stuff into the ocean. Apparently, I mean, who knows what's really happening? But uh, well, yeah, it was a little disconcerting. It was it was quite dis. You know, it was pretty. Uh, it was very apocalyptic because there was no no for about a month. There was no food in the stores, and yeah. there was uh, constant aftershocks um, for really like two years. For for two years, constant, pretty large aftershocks, and then to to watch a nuclear power plant explode live on TV. Yeah. something you don't see every day and you know and none of us are um nuclear experts right so we're all trying to figure out what's going on you know like these are things that um you know it was it was a it was a panic situation because nobody really understood what was going on and that uh, disaster i think is one of in our generation one of the biggest um uh, because it didn't end in that time frame the leaking is still going on. It well, apparently, I mean, life. who knows what's really going on? And um, well, they had like fishermen. Um, you know, after a while, um, all the boats they reported all the sea life was completely dead around that area, and it's still devastating. Like they're still yeah. leaking that radioactive stuff, and I don't think they oh, can yeah. even go back and live in that town anymore. I think it's still deserted. Yeah. And they, you know, and they they can also uh, create these fake disasters as well. Like that one actually happened. Like there was definitely a real earthquake and tsunami. I know that because yeah. I experienced it. But the uh, and and so did like fifty million other people. If you don't believe me, yeah. Because um, there's always people online who say, "Oh, that was fake. It didn't it didn't happen." You know, these morons who yeah. have no <laughs> idea what's going on. But uh, but they can they can definitely fake these kind of things too. They can fake disasters and then close down towns and evacuate people uh so it's hard it's hard to tell what's real and what's fake uh, well days, yeah that's know? the problem with liars yeah. that control everything so that's what they <laughs> want okay so also the fountains of the deep and the floodgates of heavens were closed yay and the rain from the heavens were restrained uh, the water receded steadily from the earth and after the end of 150 days the waters decreased the ark rested in the seventh month on the 17th day of the month on the mountains of uh, Arat. Uh, and I, you know, there's videos about that where the Mount Ar Arat, it kind of looks like a boat or something. And a lot of yeah, people. yeah, I've seen that. There's, I think a guy's name was Wyatt or something. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, who knows? I don't know. I mean, yeah. it shouldn't be that hard. Like, if there's something there, just go up. Uh, you know, maybe there's people who don't want us to find this kind of stuff. There's not a whole lot of archaeology uh, evidence for a lot of the biblical stuff. There's some. There's there's yeah. there's some. I mean, maybe there's quite a bit actually, but there's not everything can be found with archaeology. You know what I mean? There's not there's not because these you know the early Israelites were pretty uh, fairly simple people I guess but there's not as much as you'd like you know not always as much proof uh, but what's or interesting objects. though this tells you where it landed mountains of Ararat. well do we is it still called that today yeah I think there is mountains yeah. of Ararat. so yeah I mean there's I mean it wouldn't be so hard to go find it or look for it but it seems like nobody's really looking for it and you know and this is like governments have the power to kind of prevent 
I don't think they want to know. I don't think they want. Yeah, they, they don't want. They don't want this evidence of yeah. the Bible. You know what I mean? <laughs> they they want to deceive truth. us. You know, they don't like, want. Yeah, they, the truth is doesn't very popular in this world. <laughs> and marked for judgment. You know, like unless you have faith, you know, they're they are yeah. the Walking it's, Dead. It's a, it's a kingdom of lies. Yeah. So the truth is not allowed. Nope. Especially <laughs> on certain. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> censorship is a new word now. Yeah. Uh, the water continually decreased until the 10th month, and then in the 10th month, on the first day of the month, tops of the mountains became visible. I don't know how to figure out which month and how many days. So I'm, I'm sure other people can. Well, I think the first month is like, it's like Passover is kind of like, uh, no, that was, yeah, I forget. First, it's like around Mar well, it's it's the, uh, the spring the spring equinox. I think the spring uh, equinox was the in March, like March twenty first, would be the beginning of the year. That would be the the, the first month begins then. So March is and, one uh, month, the first month, and that's why and Easter is usually kind of like around the Passover time, which was uh, what, yeah, I, I have it all written down somewhere. But the the uh, so the tenth month. If 10th month follows, you know, what the calendar that we know, that's October. But I don't think it means that, right? No, that, well, no, our calendar is all messed up because Deca means December is 10. Yeah. November, November means nine, October is eight. But it's, you know, they messed it all up. It's all messed up. But really, the first day of the year should be the spring equinox, I think. But so there's always been different calendar one. systems. We don't know if it's spring, fall, or summer. That would have been well. That would have been the tenth month after the spring uh, equinox, probably. So that that would be like December, January. It'd be cold. I guess in Mount in Mount probably isn't cold. Well, it probably is up in the mountains for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So then, at the end of forty days, Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. Oh, he made a nice window for himself. That's nice. And he sent forth a raven, which went to and fro until the waters were dried up, up on the earth. How? Okay. He took the raven from his own stock. Yeah. And sent it out. Yeah. Uh, then he sent out a dove to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. So isn't that kind of interesting that he's making, you know, like raven is usually associated with evil stuff or dark darkness yeah black raven right and then the dove yeah. is associated with the light uh goodness yeah people light do associate dove. this dove with like the spirit of god again yeah. or the you know over the waters but we just we just kind of were told that the uh wind of god was over the waters anyway but don't you find it interesting that he sent out a black bird out there and a raven back with doves are white and then they went to the white dove. That's kind of interesting. The contrast is, is a raven. Are those are those? Uh, do those eat the dead bodies and stuff? Raven. I think they're probably is, unclean creatures. Is that uh, is that like a, a vulture? Not exactly. Is it more like a crow type? Sometimes they don't know. Sometimes with animals, they have a hard time uh, translating the Hebrew. Actually, it's um, a crowish. Of raven, so this is what it looks like. Yeah, I think it was a crow, which I don't know what the symbolism for crow is. It seems like it sent out a black raven and then it sent out a white dove. Yeah, and different yeah, results. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, but the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, so she returned to him in the ark for the waters were on the surface of all the earth. So even the animals, it was like, it was a she. It wasn't even a he. And I, I bet you the raven was probably a he. doesn't say though. Well, it depends on what, you know, you'd have to look at the Hebrew and, uh, yeah, it does say she in the ESV as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's probably, maybe there's some sub symbolic uh, significance there. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't know if you watched any of the videos last year of the Pope. There was controversy where he sent out a dove, white doves, and then they got attacked by the crows. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so I think it does have some sort of symbolism somewhere. Um, wow. I have to dig out that video for next time. <laughs> so, okay. Then he put forth his hand and he took her and brought her into the ark himself. He waited yet another seven days and again he sent out a dove from the ark. The dove came to him in the evening and in her mouth there was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had receded from the earth. He waited another seven days and sent out the dove again, but it did not return him again. So what do you think about that? Well, it is interesting that, you know, he has to rely on these birds to help him. Yeah. Or, you know, like God, God could have just told him, right? So I wonder why uh, he has to do it. Like God could have just told him, hey, okay, now it's time to get out of the <laughs> ark. You know, it's like he has to send out the bird. It's like they're all kind of working together. It's kind of interesting how the the animals are working and helping the the people in a way. Yeah. yeah, but you did make a good point. Why didn't God just tell him? He told him everything else. What's the point of doing? So there's well, some, some symbolism. Yeah. He wants us to participate sometimes, and and you know, and it's kind of a teaching teaching Noah how to uh, how to take how to work with the animals, maybe. Um, and then how come you couldn't see that from the window that the water receded? It still must have looked like a flood. Like Yeah, it would have been maybe ocean. far away or something, yeah. you know, piece of land kind of far away. And you know um, the symbolism of the olive branch? Um, so that's a theme throughout the whole Bible about the olive tree, mm. olive branch. Um, yeah. So they started here, by the way, this whole olive yeah. thing. Yeah, that's kind of the first reference to it, I think. Yeah. Uh, so in the 601st year and the first month and the first day of the month, the water dried up from the earth and Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked and saw the surface of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the 27th day of the month, the earth was dry. So now he can finally see the land that was dry. You still have to wait. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, this, this, this whole thing took... Uh, well, you can you can calculate it. I don't know the number off the top of my head. Yeah. It's almost like a year, I think. Yeah, a long time. Six hundred and first year. It's just there's three. Oh yeah, because he, he was six hundred when he went on the when the flood came. It's about a yeah. year. In the yeah, you're right. Yeah. So if he went in six hundred, now it's the six hundred and first. So it's a whole year. That's good. I learned that today. Um, then God spoke to Noah, saying, "Go out." Of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives with you, bring out with you every living thing 
of all flesh that is with you, birds and animals, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, so that they may breed abundantly on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So he gave them the same command again. Yeah, that's uh, Genesis 1, right? Right after creating people. So so again, he's kind of given the same uh, job as Adam. Right. You know? And all the animals, because they had to do that same command. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons went out, every beast, every creeping thing, every bird, everything that moves on the earth, according to their families, and went out of the ark. According to their families. That's a new one. Um, or It says here, ESV says, went out by families from the ark. Just that they went out together. Yeah. They're with their mate, you know, the male and female pairs of animals went out together as a pair to go... Uh, be fruitful and multiply, even the even the animals. So I think you now we're now the next part is kind of help explains it all. I think um, from verse twenty because we talk about a uh, covenant now. Yeah, the new. Which, covenant. But we can read. Uh, we could probably finish. Yeah, this chapter is almost finished, so yeah. we can. Uh, uh, then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took every clean animal and every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. The Lord smelled the soothing aroma, and the Lord said in his heart, I will never again cause curse the ground because of man, for the inclination of man's heart is evil from his youth, and nor will I destroy every living thing as I have done. That's a pretty good commandment. Well, that's the, um, that's the covenant. Yeah, that's the, uh, and then the rainbow is a sign of this. But it says here, you know, they because the the um, the inclination of man's heart is evil from his youth, which we saw in in uh, Genesis six. So it, it's still evil, right? Even after all this flood stuff, the human heart is still evil. Yeah. But he has he has. It sounds like just this one righteous person kind of gave him gave God a bit of hope, you know, for humanity. Um, and we see that with uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. He doesn't always destroy every single person. There's always a remnant of yeah, and, uh, and people who have a, faith. There's a great story in Exodus with Moses where he bargained with God or yeah. argued with him. Are you going to kill if there's 50 people? Good. Well, that's Abraham. Yeah, that's okay, yeah. Yeah, Abraham. And then, but, but Moses does the same thing. Moses does the same thing in a different situation as well. For for all the Israelites, God wanted wanted to wipe out all the Israelites in the desert because yeah. they were complaining and being disobedient. Same thing. That's human nature, right? We're just rebellious. Uh, but in that whiners. story, uh, it it went from fifty to twenty, you know, and so on, all the way down to yeah. So yeah. it was making a point that if there's even one person that's righteous, he will not destroy that person. Like, so Sodom yeah. and Gomorrah, yeah. he took out Lot and his family. Um, it's, inter- it's interesting here that, so Noah, if, if we see Noah as a priest, and even a king, a, a king or a, a king who takes care of animals, and a, uh, a priest who offers sacrifices, right? Verse 20, mm-hmm. um, he built the altar, and um, took some. My, my my translation says he took some of every clean animal and some of every clean bird. I don't think he sacrificed all of them, 
but um, no, and maybe there's a bit of debate about that. But uh, so so he's mean? he's making an like maybe he was told like somehow they knew how to make these sacrifices, right? They like either he knew that already or God told him that. Now it sounds like I think they were doing that before because you see Cain and Abel were you know offering sacrifices, right? So well, he's like a priest, right? But he wouldn't have killed every clean bird not everyone yeah, yeah. exactly that would took be some he took some of each type of clean yeah. animal i think that's what it's getting at so the other thing that is kind of nice that god uh, lord smelled the soothing aroma so even in the spirit because he's not in the physical flesh yeah but, and you see that a lot that's that that you see that type of phrase quite quite a lot um, but that's a physical that's, act that he was able to smell this so it's not like he's just ether spirit that can't do these things. So he, yeah, God God is portrayed as having emotions and and physical and, attributes because yeah, he made yeah, the clothes. Yeah. He now can smell stuff. Um, yeah, he sometimes appears as the angel of the Lord in human form. Yeah, and then the other we'll thing see. on this last sentence there, I will. Nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. So even in Revelation, the book of Revelation, he's only destroying the wicked, but he's so like, you know, how they make it seem like the whole world is going to end and everything is going to die, like, you know, like similar to what happened here. That's not what he's saying. He's saying that he's now, like, through Jesus, he's taking out the people into his ark and his protection and saving a whole remnant of people. And even like the people that died in the great tribulation that had the white robes that nobody can number. So from all nations. So there's a whole lot of people now that he's taken among himself. So he's not going to destroy every little, every living thing like he did here. Yeah. But Satan. Yeah, and I think, well, I think that's why they, um, certain groups of people these days have the rainbow flag as their symbol is because they believe God will not destroy them, maybe. You know what I mean? Well, they're mocking God. So, like, because the rainbow is the sign of this promise right here, this covenant. Did we miss the rainbow somewhere? Um, No, it's coming up in chapter nine. Okay. In fact, this, yeah, chapter nine is still about, um, it's, it continues right. in chapter nine, this same story. Um, okay, so I'll read the final part of it then. That while the earth remains seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, will not cease. And this is a pretty important verse right here too. So what does that tell you? Well, well, one thing it tells us is that... Um, it's got to be easy one. All the lies have been told today. So this what is do you it. Think, you know? The whole Greta people oh yeah global warmings yeah global climate change earth is gonna die in seven years yeah that's what i was gonna yeah they're like yeah the um no one else is really going to destroy the world except for god although that doesn't apply to this verse necessarily no but this verse is very specific that every the earth will remain in its uh harvest and like all the plantation stuff like it's still going to produce yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, God. God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's promised right here. Cold, so there's not going to be like the what do you call it the ice age thing? That's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's cold yeah. and heat. 
Summer, and no, winter, yeah. it's yeah. going to have seasons. We're still going to have seasons. And day yeah. and night, we're still going to have the every. So not, nothing about the earth as it is today is going to change unless God takes judgment at the final day. So everybody that's climate change and all the theories of, you know, you know how many theories and all the lies have been told about how the continents are going to be underwater. That's not going to happen because yeah. the whole promise of the rainbow, he's not going to flood the earth again. So you might have like spot places where you get flooding, like the tsunamis and all that stuff, but it's never going to be like the entire continent is going to go underwater, like America or Africa or any. Yeah. They always, they always, you know, they got to keep people afraid because they're the ones who are going to offer the solution to the problem that they kind of invent. And then of course the solution is, is, is uh, tyrannical. So well, they're um, now changing laws for climate disasters. Oh yeah. 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 Anyone who doesn't take the vitamins will be an enemy of the state <laughs> and already has been. I was declared an enemy of the state. I was declared uh, a threat to public health. So mm -hmm. it, you might as well be a, an, an, an invading army. You know, that's basically what it is. Anyone, because you're out, you know, anyone who doesn't take the pharmacia solution or the uh, whatever solution to whatever problem they invent is going to be considered an enemy, uh, you know, and, and will be dealt with as an enemy of the state. Well, eventually all Christians, I think they're going to try to ban the Bible, although the guard, God's word. Well, they almost don't need to because no one believes it anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's the great apostasy that's also talked about. Oh Wait, yeah, that's um, going to happen. That's happening, and because uh, when you know a lot of people have, uh, I don't know what your view is on this, but the people who I just saw, I, I saw a video yesterday. I was going to make a video on this, but uh, you know I don't want to point the guy out. But some pastor was saying that the the alien narrative is here to to explain away the rapture. So, the, so there's going to be this pre-tribulation rapture, and then they're going to say, "Oh, the aliens took the Christian." You know, yeah, the, why did all the Christians vanish? Well, the aliens <laughs> took them away. It just didn't even make sense, really. Uh, he said he said some other stuff I might agree with about aliens and demons and all that, but it's like, I mean, I don't believe in the pre-trib rapture myself. Um, I, and I don't see it anywhere in the Bible. So no, um, I, think I, I think these people are going to be very disillusioned. Yep, and that's why I want because you know how much time I've listened to. Now, most of the well-known preachers, even the smaller ones, they all preach the same thing, pre-trib, <laughs> out of here. And what do you that's, think is going to yeah. happen to all of them that listened and waited? And they think yeah. even stuff that was happening you know, in our time, saying that we're suddenly just going to be any day now, we're going to be raptured out of all this. So what's going to happen when the mark forces people to make a decision well we already saw the mark of the beast yeah. a, I, I would say a mark of the beast a mark of the beast you couldn't a buy or sell yeah i couldn't buy or sell right you buying means uh i there's certain i couldn't go into any stores for two years because uh, well, of, uh, of the splash guard and also the um you know i uh selling means working right i was not allowed yeah. to work i couldn't go to the workplace and then i was finally uh declared a threat to public health but they're and, squeezing uh, out fired. the believers out who resist the system. Anyone who's well, it's like that guy in Australia said. The uh, Daniel Andrews said, "We will have a the vitamin economy." You know, yeah. Um, remember you... when he said that? And, and and I think you know, I think 
he didn't just invent that phrase himself. That's what he was told in his little secret meetings. That like that's the goal for the whole world is to have the vitamin well, already, economy. They've been very vocal. They've been telling us exactly what they're yeah. going to do. It's yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you, you won't be allowed to exist, I think. And all, I think, the, and all the stuff that they're changing, not only laws and people and corporations, they're changing the machinery. Like, just to go anywhere, it's scanners everywhere. Like, you know. For oh, your, yeah. Face ID, yeah, face, you know, yeah, that, that AI and, and all this stuff is just um, and the, the aliens, the AI, the climate change, the pharmacia. It's all it's all converging at a very rapid rapid pace, yeah. and the uh, the WHO uh, guidelines and all that. It's all coming to a final. Uh, the, well, this is revelation. That's why we have to talk about revelation. The apocalyptic literature but we also to, to talk about revelation we have to talk about daniel yeah. first i believe Which, daniel daniel is the old testament context that all the new testament writers refer to in the apocalyptic literature so we have to do daniel in our in our uh second show in, our, in the yeah. in the different show we really have to do that because um we don't know how much time we don't there have is. And a lot of, like you said, you know, this, this pre-trib rapture thing that comes from dispensationalism, which started like in 1830. Um, and, and it's, it's the, I think it still might be the most popular view in churches, oh, but amongst God. scholars, it's, it's like totally been discredited by scholars. They don't like, care. People want to hear. They will follow all that. I mean, they would get. It's like an views. idol. It's idolatry. I, I almost yeah. think it might be a heresy, to be honest. Or apostasy, isn't that what's like? They don't want to believe God's word, so they're wanting to, their own God. You know what they think is because we are told that we must follow Jesus to the cross. Yeah, we're told so many times, especially in Revelation, that uh, you know, I mean, martyrdom is kind of part of the deal. It do, you know, it doesn't mean everyone's going to be killed or anything, but uh, many people will be, I believe, and uh, that's part of. Us. The word martyr means to bear witness, you know, so we uh, bear witness to our faith uh, to the point of death. And that's that's a fundamental part of the uh, the Bible, really. And um, if people and are kind of getting many, rid of that part of it because it's inconvenient, you know. Yeah, but think about all the Christians that died naturally, their lifelong, um, throughout the generations. They had their own troubles and, you know, tests and stuff. But they lived out their life. They died. They're, you know, waiting for their resurrection. But I think in our time, uh, people that he chose to be in this time, they must have a purpose, either to be a testimony, yeah. uh, to resist what's happening, and obviously to talk about it too, like we are. So uh, I have a couple of New Testament verses that do we have time to uh, look yeah, at? Sure. Late into Noah. Let's see here. Uh, we, I think we looked at some of them last week. Um, let's uh, we talk, let's go to this one here, one Peter chapter three. Why don't you just go to that whole chapter and then scroll down so we get the context? Scroll down to verse eighteen, and we're going to read eight eighteen to uh, twenty two. One Peter eight. So I'll, I'll, I can read this if you want. Yeah. Um, so this is a commentary on the flood from the New Testament by Peter. For Christ also has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring 
us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit, by whom he also went and preached to the spirits in prison. Now, there's an that's a whole can of worms right there. <laughs> Right now, that could be, I don't, you know, we can, you know, I'd have to research that a bit more myself, this verse, but I think part of it is uh, maybe talk, you know, who who is he talking to, you know, the, the dead people, or is he talking about to the, to the angels, the, the, the fallen angels and the abyss? I don't know, you know, but, uh, but anyway, we can shelve that for later if you want, but yeah. who in times past, oh, well, here it is, who, okay, so the spirits in prison, right? Mm-hmm. The spirits in prison, who? in times past were disobedient when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared in which a few that is eight souls were saved through water which is so the these spirits in prison I mean were these the rebellious people or were these the Nephilim you know what's going on it's all of the above that had nostrils a breath in their <laughs> life that died it's all of that yeah it's pretty interesting. And um, so he's talking about the flood, you know, and uh, so he's, he's talking about the days before the flood, you know. Yeah. Uh, God, in the, the, while the ark was being prepared. And then, so that, so here they kind of give a little interpretation of this in the New Testament con- uh, context. Yeah, it does say baptism. Then very nice. Figuratively, thing. this is like baptism. There it is right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I did. I never. I don't think of the flood as a baptism story naturally, right? I think of it more as a judgment, like a typology of the end times. It, well, it's both. It's judgment on the all those that died, but it's baptism for mm. the earth and Noah and his family. Because mm. yeah, it's also it's a baptism. Baptism. Yeah. The idea of baptism for people didn't really come until John the Baptist, right? Later on. So this uh, well, they may, they're, they're, they have some kind of washing uh, before that, I believe. Yeah, they could. So, but this is the very first inkling that the entire earth was baptized. And well, no. let's finish this off here. It's a, figuratively, this is like baptism, which also saves us now. It is not washing off the dirt from the body, but a response to God from a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels and authorities and powers being made subject to him. These are the spiritual, you know, the spiritual entities there at the end there. But uh, this actually leads to the question that somebody asked about baptism. So the whole contrary, even I had uh, argument with another Christian, not an argument, but I told them that, you know, the baptism is something that God commanded us to do. And so there's a whole group of people think that they're saved. Baptism is not necessary. I mean, there's actually well, that's because they because they were baptized as children, as infants. No, they even without any water. Oh, really? Yeah, they think baptism. Oh, wow. Their theology is that they only need to have faith, and through faith only that nothing else is required. Uh, even the yeah. baptism is like. But it's it was like sprinkling the holy water on them. They like they repented like vampires when you tell them that baptism. Well, yeah. But there's so many was, different views. Yeah. But even the verse before says the eight souls were saved through water, and figuratively, this is like baptism. So, I think God is making a point. And then you know this flood story is yeah. super significant. It's not like a little thing that happened. 
So if all of that is symbolic of baptism, then why would that not be relevant, you know, for us today? Yeah. Well, you have different, there's, you know, there's entire denominations that, uh, this is the defining thing that separates them from others. and uh, But I think those it, denominations, if they're not teaching baptism, they're not correct. So if they're not correct, then they're just... Well, they have, I mean, they all have pretty good arguments, and um, it's not so clear because it, because you also have the people who, um, they, they believe in infant baptism only, which I think I grew up in that situation as a Lutheran, a non-practicing Lutheran. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what are, I mean? I, Catholic traditions, but I think the act yeah. of the, the baptism is that you're symbolically uh, repenting before God, and yeah, you know, in the New it, Testament, it's base. It's it's only adults who get baptized. It kind of makes sense because they were the first Christians. You know, they were adults. Well, they weren't like knowledge. they weren't preaching the gospel to little babies. But uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there is no infant baptism in the Bible, but. A lot of people would say the baptism, infant baptism, replaces uh, circumcision as a sign of the new. You know, it's a sign of the new covenant. Um, I my, personally, I was I was baptized as an infant, which I don't remember, obviously. Um, what about as an adult and circumcised? You know, most I think most men in America are probably, uh, or you know, people from a non-crack, you know, Western. some kind of people who's grandparents were Christian, whatever. There's like a tradition that people people are circumcised and get baptized as an infant. It's only but, with the Jewish and the Christians, because in the Eastern part of the yeah. world, they don't do that. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's but in America, but it's yeah. but it's like but if baptism replaces circumcision, then why do both? But but I did personally I felt compelled to be baptized uh a while ago, and I finally did uh, two years about two years ago, two or so three years ago. You made a conscious decision, right? You made. I a felt I felt strongly the uh, the need to do it. Yeah, yeah. and it wasn't. I, I I looked in the Bible a bit to see what it says, and it wasn't so clear. And I read some books. I, I there's more there's to, like more research ton needed. Passages, to, ton of passages on that. Yeah, yeah. But, but but the thing is, there's always a counter view that kind of makes sense as well, and and everyone has their view and What's their tradition the that they're kind of stuck in, you know. What's the um, but for well, there's you know, I mean, there's people who like I think you know the Lutherans would would have some kind of explanation as to why like they there's people who are just shocked that an adult would get baptized. There's mm -hmm. people who people who just can't even imagine that. But it's you know just I mean? commitment going on. It's a symbolic act. No, like, I I recommend it personally. Yeah. I like for me. I think I believe in it, and uh, but I don't want to tell other people what to do on this matter because. Uh, well, it's not other people. It's what I mean. God says, and I you know yeah. next time I can point out a bunch of verses that. This is yeah. I mean this this is a good one. This is a good verse that people maybe don't even take into the equation so much. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, baptism well, saves us now. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, we're baptized by the Holy Spirit, so it's it's not like the water itself saved us, but but it's some something about going yeah. through that that just you know just like the Eucharist, right, or the mm -hmm. uh, the the thing you know the drinking the grape juice and the little wafer, you know, which um, um, that you know it's some well, kind of symbolic gesture. I think it's actually the Holy Spirit descends to that person once they're back. Maybe, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, so, no, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, my, I mean, 
I was baptized by a, a friend of mine because I told him, I said, dude, man, I, I want to get baptized. I don't know like where to go or how to do it. And he, he just said, he was a former missionary, this guy. And he said, I can do it. <laughs> so we, like a week later, we just w- did it in the ocean. We, and, and my wife as well. We just went yeah. to the ocean and he baptized us. And, uh, you know, we did a little preparation before that. And, uh, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you afterwards, I could understand the Bible like a thousand percent better. Yeah. So much better, especially uh the new t- especially Paul and some of the stuff like it was everything was just so clear to me after that. Yeah, cuz God so was there with something you, changed. Yeah. Yeah, there's something changed uh even deep down like it wasn't I didn't like have a vision or anything, but it was uh it was well, definitely something the, happened. The Holy Spirit just once he lives inside of you like mm-hmm. everything starts to change and knowledge and Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, because without that, you're just you're just trying to figure it out using your own brain. You yeah, know what I mean? Which so, the Holy so the Bible, you need the Holy Spirit. When you're reading the Bible, you need the Holy Spirit to help you understand it. Otherwise, you won't understand it. Yeah, yeah. and that's exactly what happened to me because before I was baptized around 2006 or something, I mm. don't think I understood anything about the Bible. And then all of a sudden, right after that, I had the hunger that never went away. Like it was fast and furious. And I, it's not like Uh, I chose to do this. It just, I was compelled in a way. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I was baptized in a church somewhere. Where were you baptized? Well, a priest did, a pastor did baptize me in the ocean, California. Oh, wow. Okay. In the ocean as well. And But I was just like you, like before I, I was living in the East Coast, before I went out there, and I asked the same question, like, which, where do I go? What church and all that? Yeah. And I, it just happened that I ended up in California, and that was the perfect spot because I wanted to do it in the ocean. So Yeah, and the church I go to now, they um, they baptize people like once a month. They just do it yeah. like in a little pool in the church. And uh, it's always adults. I've never seen them baptize a little ba- baby. I should ask them. I don't know if they even do infant baptism or not. Um, but it's always adults. And um, I'll ask them. I'm, and I, in fact, it was like three, two, two weeks ago, I was playing in the band. I played in the, in the band. I play guitar in the church band. And uh, we were playing in the band. And then they were baptizing people as I was playing the music and stuff. It was pretty intense. Well, that must it have been really, nice. Uh, yeah, it was pretty music. wild, actually. Yeah. And I'm playing uh, tonight. We have band practice tonight, and uh, I perform again uh, tomorrow. In the maybe you should do team. one performance every, on the podcast because I, I don't know what it would sound like. No. Well, I play guitar. I play electric guitar in the church band. At home, I usually play acoustic. I'm not such a good singer though, so that's all right. Um, no, what you got someday? I'll, I'll, I'll. <laughs> but the uh, it's you know it's it's all right. But that's part you know. So like the church, church is not the only part of someone's you know faith life, right? So I think that's a, a lot of people these days. They think church is all they need or something, and it's yeah. just part of it's part of the journey, right? It's part of the walk. It's well, a place it to go and good. sing song. I, I was talking just the other day with someone about how music is associated with uh, spiritual warfare, oh, actually, really? in the Bible. Because you're like, like yeah, they're, they're, uh, yeah, we don't oh, have to get into it now, but it's like there is a connection there between music and battle. You know, yeah, because Saul music is worship. You remember Saul's yeah. story where uh, what's his name, Jonathan, or no, one of the 
big figures. I forgot his name already. Is it David? Yeah, David was playing the instruments for Saul. David, yeah. And Saul, because the same thing, it was because he felt better, like less a demon attacked when he David played. was like a major, brought tons of music into the yeah. worship uh, service. And he was a musician himself, a songwriter, basically, yeah. a singer, dancer. And, Didn't he write um, all the psalms? Or a lot something? of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of music in the Bible and in the angels singing in heaven. That's really where it started. Yeah. So, uh, so I didn't, you know, for me, I just wanted to use my gift of music ability in the church, right? right? And 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 now it turns out there's a lot more to it. I think it's it's part of spiritual warfare, even, you know. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a warrior. I'm a six string warrior. <laughs> maybe you're fighting <laughs> off all those demons, and they get soothed by hearing it. Well, maybe then yeah. play some of your music and let these demons. Scream. Well, I just play with you know the pastor is also the music musical director. He gives we got four songs tomorrow, and but tonight we're going to play them for the first time. So I have to practice a little bit more today. Did you ever and, record uh, it like in the album or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's well, there's a uh, sometimes people take videos of the performance yeah. or of the uh, I don't know if performance is the right word. It's a it's a worship. It's a different it's a different mindset. I used to play in rock bands and stuff, right? It's a total different different god we're serving <laughs> yeah. well you switched you know? yeah although the music is kind of similar the you know the actual music is similar to rock or pop music but the lyrics are totally different a lot of the lyrics are about spiritual warfare you know well so, even the satanic music they're also it's all a spiritual warfare like if you read their li lyrics and listen to them that's true yeah always yeah. making war against god directly yeah, yeah, glorifying self and and kind of glorifying uh, sin. But even. even like uh, hidden meanings about like like all the movies, like the recent one movie that I do uh, analysis of movies every now and then. But the, <laughs> I watched uh, Transformers, the new the newest one, The Rise of the Beasts. Oh, and that <laughs> oh, towards the end of it, which I'll make a video of that someday. But it was a direct. Uh, message to god that we will win we they're preparing a war with god that's what the whole movie was about the wow you know they're coming off as the good guys you know the autobots uh, the transformers stuff. yeah right but they really represent the nephilims and the fallen angels mm. yeah exactly are going yeah. to be making war against god and they they said they have to unite all of the humanity that's the only way they were going to win this war so that's what's going on. They want to unite all of humanity. Yeah, that's what Revelation says, that people are being deceived and basically being recruited into the satanic army. Yep. And that's all these people in the world, the the brainwashed people, you know. Yeah, so like what you said about, you know, spiritual warfare with even Christian music, it is. Because you're somehow, like as Christians, whatever gifts are, we're talking to God directly in your messages or however you you know you you do your gifts with you it's music so in a way that's you're making yeah, we all have different gifts and yeah these gifts are are, are spiritual warfare uh, gifts i guess yeah. we are at war we, we've been at war our whole life and uh oh, yes. but it's a spiritual war and, and we fight with the uh ephesians 6 type of thing you know the spiritual armor spiritual the word of god is a weapon, you know. Yeah, uh, and it's for, not against people, but the 
you know, against principles and spells and powers, yeah. which we just saw the last verse we just read. Jesus is gone into heaven, is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers having been subjected to him. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. So next week, uh, I guess we're going to start our second podcast. So this series <laughs> will continue as is. We're going to keep going down the Bible train. And hopefully. Oh, okay. So we're going <laughs> to. So there's it's two. Gonna take forever. I don't yeah. think we're. Gonna, I think the world will end before we finish. I know. <laughs> I will give it a shot. At least I would yeah. like to cover two books for sure: Genesis and Revelation. Well, and that's why we need the other, uh, the other pod. Okay. Well, the other podcast. We'll see what happens to it. Um, I mean, it's just still, but it's uh, this. So this one we'll do Genesis nine. I mean, there's 50 chapters in Genesis alone, and Exodus has like yeah, it's 40. It's going to take us another three, four months to finish off Genesis, but this is yeah, the longest it, chapters, at least. Yeah, yeah, we can be kind of selective, maybe, because because a lot of the stories in Genesis are quite long, and yeah. maybe talk about one particular group of people, and it might even cover a few chapters in one show. Or, um, yeah, well, it'd be gold to try to finish it off. Oh, we can run but, through it. But yeah, I think we, every... yeah, I think we we probably should talk about eschatology a bit in the other podcast. Uh, yeah, so I'd like to start with Daniel because that's because I think everything in the New Testament says about the end times. They uh, they kind of it it it's, it's on the back of uh, Daniel. Daniel's the foundational. Uh, yeah, and um, you know, Matthew for, and for the end times. Yeah, yeah even that, even that, and yeah. it helps us understand uh, Jesus. Uh, there's a lot of uh, theories out there. I get emails about certain topics that the answer is found in Daniel. See, yeah. a lot of people don't realize how important the Book of Daniel is when talking about the end times, and um, well, we, we have to start with Daniel. For sure, next time. So yeah. this series is going to continue. The other series, we can It'll jump. It'll just be a, a, on a different day. Yeah. And a different thing. Yeah, so Daniel, Revelation, and then we'll see what that, that'll take a while. Any, Daniel only has about eight chapters or so, or 12, 12 maybe, 12 chapters. And uh, It's loaded so that, with info. So, yeah, that, that can probably yeah. be earlier. Revelation well, Daniel, has Matthew, Revelation, and then there's some... Uh, like some of the minor prophet stuff, they all have prophecy. Yeah, well, well, because they all they quote those. Um, they they all quote the Old Testament all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll, I think, yeah, maybe that podcast will just kind of. Uh, but we should start with Daniel and then um, move around. Start with some of the Old Testament stuff and then go into yeah. Revelation and um, other passages there's there's a lot there's a lot of stuff about the end times and i think there's a lot of confusion and you know none of us has all the answers about that but it's uh well that's what always bothers some people are just way off course (laughs) they're gonna be deceived they're gonna be deceived so people think see it's it's when people think they have it all figured out but they really don't they're the most in danger of being deceived i think well what bothers me is that the people that are following God and listening, why are they not in agreement? Why are we not? Why is there so much uh, variation of what people believe when it should just be simple? Well, it's not It's not all that clear because a lot of the prophetic literature was mysterious. Like, why didn't 
why didn't people realize Jesus was the Messiah? You know what I mean? Well, because they were they should have known. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a kind of blindness that we have, and it's also it wasn't that obvious because Jesus had to tell him, "Hey, the Old Testament is all about me," and people are like, "Oh." We missed it. He, he performed <laughs> all the miracles. So why wasn't it obvious to even those? Like, all yeah. the stuff that he was doing, he was showing himself as God, right? That's what they didn't like. Yeah. He proclaimed yeah. himself as God. That was his... And, and, and they killed him. The, the Jews yeah. sentenced him to death, or the Jewish religious leaders sentenced him to, to death when he Declared said himself. he is the son of man, as found in Daniel chapter 7. He yeah, point, I mean, Daniel 7 was the Messiah uh, passage in Daniel 7, and Jesus said, I'm this guy. I am this son of man. And that's when they, they decided upset. to kill him. They got upset because he was proclaiming to be God. Yeah, which they thought was, they didn't believe him, you know, obviously. Um, or they thought yeah. it was blasphemy. And they, yeah, anyway, he was he was the truth in a world full of lies, you know, so... Uh, but it all goes. That's that's another example of how important Daniel is to uh, even to to understand who Jesus is, really. Yeah, because uh, Jesus, Jesus is the guy in Daniel. Yeah. Well, we'll get there next week. Um, so we'll be in a different time zone because I'm leaving. But yeah, we'll figure out the time zone. And uh, so I'm but, excited. Uh, I'm going to have to come up with a new name. For the new series, but it'll maybe be I guess, harder. yeah. So this one's called Two Witnesses, and and, we, and just to be clear, we don't think we're the, we're the actual two witnesses. No, but <laughs> I think spiritually, in a way, we are because all yeah, the whole body, the whole church is. Uh, or yeah, the, whole body the reason why I, you know, wanted to choose this is because one, I don't proclaim myself to be a pastor or. a or any i didn't even want it to call it a ministry at all i wanted to be nothing not associated with any of that stuff so my testimony is that i'm a witness to god my entire life has been a witness to god so when when you mentioned i think in our very first podcast that we are like the two witnesses or something of that sort then that clicked to me like oh okay then that's exactly well, we can, yeah, and we, when we talk about Revelation, we can get into that. We can uh, show how yeah. that, you know, and, and there's so, you know, the, the funny thing about Revelation, there's just so many different views about, like, every single passage in that book, right. and uh, so, you know, we we can just go into it with an open mind, and, uh, you yeah, know, I, I, and everyone's going to yeah, disagree we, with us and say we're wrong, but that's the way it is. We have some disagreements <laughs> here and there, too, I'm sure, but I I think spiritually we are like the whole body of Christ, our witnesses in our time. Like all this stuff is being repeated in every generation, you know, like the the stuff that's happened already. Something else might happen in the next generation. Who knows? You know. Well, it's interesting because even today, you know, it said God will not destroy the world or God will not destroy every living thing. Yeah. And then in the next chapter, it does say with a flood. But, um, you know, e even though we deserve, even though they deserve it, he basically yeah. says they still deserve it because they're still evil from birth. Well, we can see that now clearly. <laughs> they're still evil. Like these yeah. people are still evil. The flood didn't really cure their evil heart, but I'm not going to destroy them. So it's kind of like this grace uh, or the mercy, you know, it's like, yeah, you know these people is? are still evil, but I'm not going to destroy them uh, all right now again the same way. Yeah. I think if you don't know God and his 
word, like who he is as a character and what what is what he's saying in the Bible. I don't think you can live out even close to that expectation of spiritually without the Holy Spirit entering. Because even if you never read it, like he, I think he guides you in a way to start understanding these things and the character of God where you can resist all the wicked things that go on. Because everyday people who are not connected to the Bible and the Holy Spirit, their decisions, whatever they make, they think it's good and normal, even though they don't see it through the eyes, through the lens of the Bible. You know, so they all think they're going to be in a better place if they just work, you know, at their own pace or be a better person. But it yeah. doesn't happen there. Yep. Yeah, it's getting it's getting difficult just to even talk to normal people. But we can bear witness to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's exactly uh, what we're doing. We're bearing witness yeah. as two witnesses. So, okay. All right. Thank you so much. All right. So I'll see you next week. We'll talk yeah. about Daniel. And then on this one, we'll continue with Genesis, just so yeah. people don't get confused. Cool. Thank you. Have a good Great. night. All right. Bye. See you later. Bye.